Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast. It's your girl, Sandra, coming at you guys uh, with another episode here. Um, Red Stars had themselves a bye week, but uh, we wanted to hit you guys up with some content. We didn't want to leave you contentless when it comes to the Chicago Red Stars. And uh, a lot of stuff has actually happened that's going to pretty much impact the Chicago Red Stars this upcoming weekend in their match against Sky Blue FC. And I couldn't do it alone. So I invited my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, aka The Scam Originator. How are you doing tonight, Claire? Oh, I'm doing great. It's been quite the week. Oh, my God. I feel like there was a bye week, right? And it was low-key such a blessing for all of us, not just the Chicago Red Stars, I think. Um, but in that bye week, I just feel like, God, there's just so much stuff that has happened and that we have to kind of recap. I thought we were going to come into this episode and just hit the folks, the good folks there with the, with the preview. But it turns out we still have some stuff to recap. Uh, I know on the last episode, we talked about the Red Stars versus uh, Seattle Rain and some of the crazy stuff that happened there um, and how grateful we were to go into the bye week. And since that game, we've got to recap uh, a Tournament of Nations roster that came out, a preliminary roster that came out, let me correct myself, and then the final roster that came out today. Um, and it includes some Chicago Red Stars players. Uh, and then now we have to talk about how that's going to affect them this weekend. So I, I actually want to just start with, with tournament of nations. Um, there was kind of a, gosh, how do I, how do I word this without like ruffling feathers? Well, it's going to, it's going to be ruffled, but there was 25 players that were uh, listed on this, on this roster. And um, it was just for, for camps. And some of the things that came out in the previous week uh, in regards to just general women's soccer news were things that were going on in uh, Sky Blue FC as far as, far as things that have been happening um, on an organizational level. Just uh, player conditions just aren't where they should be. And um, there were some articles sort of floating around about a player uh, potentially returning to the national team level on that player was Jalen Hinkle and um, sort of what that could mean and how that could affect and impact both um, things on a team level and sort of, I guess, on a, on a fandom level um, as well. And so all that news sort of uh, broke out within, within this week, this, this bye week for the Red Stars and a preliminary Terminal Nations camp roster was released with the goalkeepers, Adriana France, Ashton Harris, Alyssa Nair for the goalkeepers. And the defenders had Abby Dalkemper, Tina Davidson, Jalen Hinkle, Mary Mathias, Becky Sauerbrunn, Casey Short, Emily Sonnet, midfielders Morgan Bryan, Julie Ertz, Lindsay Heron, Rose Lavelle, Carly Lloyd, Sam Mewis, Ellie Long, McCall Zerponi. And then rounding out the forwards was Crystal Dunn, Tobin Heath, Alex Morgan, Kalia Ojai, Kristen Press, Megan Rapino, and Amy Rodriguez. So a lot of names there that people uh, were sort of excited about. And then also some names that people were kind of asking some questions about with the addition of a player like Jalen Kipo into this camp. Um, a notable player that was left off was Sofia Huerta. So there was a, a lot of feelings about this initial camp roster. Claire, I want to ask 
maybe what some of yours were when you saw this roster drop. Yeah, I mean, the weird thing about it was, in general, the roster isn't bad. It's a solid group of players. There were no, nothing totally out of, you know, left field. Uh, there were there were there were whispers about Hinkle being back on before the roster officially dropped. So fortunately, at least for me, that wasn't a shock. Um, and it there were a couple of things that were interesting, and and they kind of maybe paved the way for some of the news that came out today, which was Crystal Dunn was listed as a forward after having played outside back for the U.S. recently. And then, yeah, there were some people brought in on on defense. You have Merritt Mathias, who got another call in uh, outside back pool. You had Hinkle. Kelly O'Hara is still out injured. And you, yeah, and then Huerta was not on that roster, uh, which maybe even that was more surprising than Hinkle being on it. Maybe I thought that Huerta would edge out someone maybe like Merritt Mathias instead, but that doesn't seem to be where Jill Ellis is looking. And it really makes you wonder if uh, the Huerta experiment might really be over. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's a lot, man. I feel like, um, I think my sort of initial reaction to it online and of course, we're supposed to react to everything on Twitter, right? That's what we're supposed to do. So I think my, my initial reaction to it was just kind of like, um, I just kind of can't imagine like what it's like to just sort of be um, in that position. I mean, we hear these players um, talk about it all the time, just sort of how um, intense things can get as far as the level of competition when it comes to um, international play and like play at the national team level and just sort of the, I guess maybe sort of the emotions and the stress and stuff that that comes with all that. But I also just can't imagine just sort of um, being the type of player like in the situation that Sofia Huerta was in and coming from. And I think my initial reaction on Twitter was something along the lines of like, I just, you know, can't really imagine just sort of being asked to, you know, change federations, um, ask to change positions, and then essentially just ask for a trade from a club team that you have done well on for years, and then receive that trade and then sort of do all of those things and then sort of get bumped out, you know, in just sort of be on the outside looking in. And then to sort of be doing that, like you said, with like this particular player, um, that has caused a lot of sort of controversy um, on the team. And for people who out there who aren't aware, um, this is a particular player who has gone on record about um, her personal views and talking about uh, they're deeply seated within her religious beliefs about, um, you know, the LGBT community and, and stuff like that. And she's, recently had this season came out was on 700 club did a small segment with them. And, um, at one point she was called in for the national team and, um, hasn't really been called back in. And so now here we are in 2018 and she sort of got this call in and it was just sort of like this very, very big thing. And, uh, it was a sort of an emotional thing, I think for, for a lot of, a lot of people out there too, just because of, just because of the type of, 
sort of quote unquote issue that it is. It's, you know, there's people out there calling it a political issue. There's people out there not calling it that. And there's, there's just a lot of controversy. And I think ultimately it's just sort of, um, it's just, it's just really kind of sad. Honestly, I think sometimes it's emotionally draining, just sort of, um, being asked to talk about it or, or write about it and get into detail about it and stuff like that. So then just to sort of also tie this all together and then just see a player again, like where it's sort of on the outside looking in and then seeing this type of player that sort of has that controversy around them within the camp, it kind of like raised, I think some flags and raised some, you know, sort of questions and stuff like that. But it ended up being that this was just a, a camp roster. And then essentially today, this is like what about a week later, maybe five days at most <laughs> where this camp took place, but there was a, uh, this, final roster was announced for tournament of nations and it was narrowed out to to three and it was essentially all the same players that we already listed and the only two players that were not going to continue on with tournament of nations are in fact jaylene hinkle and then actually kaylee ohai as a forward and um it was good to see kaylee ohai on that roster too like i know we talked a lot about the controversial aspect about it and having a particular player called up but it was really great to see a player like kaylee ohai called in sort of come back from her injury, how she, you know, had a battle back with her ACL and then doing the things that she's starting to do with, with Houston dash and then have that be recognized and have her called back into those camps. And um, it's unfortunate that she wasn't able to, you know, stay on that, that final roster. And I think the other side of all that is, you know, you're calling in all these players and taking them away from their club teams. And you got to wonder, like what some of these players could have been doing for their club within this week when you just kept them away for five, like what is like five or six days. So none of the rest stars though ended up getting uh cut quote unquote, so to speak. All the, the rest stars who got called in to that first initial camp roster are on the final roster. So you've got Alyssa Nair, Casey Short, Morgan Bryan, Julie Ertz, who are all going to go ahead and represent the Chicago Red Stars in the Tournament of Nations coming up on, uh, starting on the 26th, I believe. So that's like right around the corner. And um, I'm really excited to sort of see what they can bring in this tournament. And then they're actually going to close out Tournament of Nations on August 2nd at Toyota Park. So hopefully people out there have plans to go to the game this weekend and hit up that Thursday game um on august have 2nd. you i'm oh, really sorry, say, have you seen any promotion for tournament of nations in the city of chicago i don't think i have not personally yeah. no i have not uh everything that i've seen when it comes to tournament of nations has just strictly been online, online. yeah i just i i, I was just yeah. thinking about it about how that is you know a big game and how it theoretically should be a great you know uh, event to even boost some interest in the red stars but i i haven't really seen not a lot of uh local local advertising for that um yeah no not local not like on the ground sort of yeah. stuff like uh i've definitely seen some cool um promotions or saw some cool promotions as far as like um sort of getting a ticket for the sky blue game and then sort of being able to see the august 2nd game and i think they also 
um, started to do like kind of a cool perk where like if you brought X amount of people, like you're, you qualify for some certain like, you know, post game kind of perks, you know? So that was kind of cool. So hopefully that goes well. I would really love for there to be a nice, um, turnout, um, for that bridge game. I know one of the challenges it's, it's been out there. One of the challenges is, has been about the fact that it's, you know, there's some difficulties sometimes, uh, getting out to bridge you, but, I think we all know that the national team is sort of a different beast, you know, when it comes to sort of drawing a crowd. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I'm really excited. Um, I mean, I I mean, this is Bridgeview, so I really do hope that some of these Red Stars players uh, get to play in that game. But, you know, it's I'm not too sure what Jill Ellis is going to try to to roll out there as, as far as um, sort of her coaching deci- uh, decisions and her adjustments that she's going to be planning on, on making. I mean, um, I'd love to see Alyssa Nair get a star. I'd love to see Julie Ertz and Morgan Bryan and Casey Short all get some time, um, you know, in that, in that Bridgeview uh, game on August 2nd. Um, in particular, I'm just really excited about Casey Short in general. It's just good to see her sort of back in that mix especially with all of that like with all of those question marks that are supposedly surrounding that that outside back uh position is there anyone in particular in the red star side that you're like sort of excited to see like on the national team yeah i'm super excited to see short get minutes with the national team again um as as y'all might remember she uh she played a lot in uh, the she believes cup until she came down super super hard on on her ankle and that knocked her out for a couple of months. So I think it'll be great to get her back in there. I want to go back to what you were saying about Huerta just for a second. Just uh, I, I because the thing about it is you can have Do you it. can have uh, your own opinions about how successful Huerta's been at outside back. But here's what's stumping me. So Huerta goes to camp with the national team and is not told, but told but not told but told that she needs to be playing at outside back for her club if she wants to keep getting call-ups that's great i love that you specifically said told and was not told and then told (laughs) but not told but she was but she wasn't but she was um but she was called into camp in the first place because of her play elsewhere for the red stars so then she she gets traded um in that trade, she moves to Houston. She's still not being played at outside back, but she's still excelling in club form, doing the exact same thing she was doing with the Red Stars that got her noticed in the first place. And for whatever reason, that is now good enough to not be called in at all. Yeah, that's so I wild. I get it. Isn't it? <laughs> it's like, you know what? Turns out your play is pretty consistent, whether you played in Chicago right. or even in hot ass Houston. Now so fired. sorry about that. Like, <laughs> yeah, to, to, to feel some type of way about it is like, you know, the very least I could say on it. Yeah. But I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I, there's still a couple of friendlies I know after tournament of nations and I know that qualifiers are coming up. Um, in October. So yeah, it's we'll not, see it's not the end of the world. You know, I mean, there's, there's more soccer to be played and, um, there's more soccer to be played. And I, I just, even if it's not Sofia Huerta, let's just say, you know, it's Casey short is the outside back that they're going to try to 
you know, stick with and like keep in that in that pool. And obviously Kelly O'Hara, like, should she come back, you know, from her injury with time like that, you know, to, to go ahead and just really attack qualifiers. Um, because I personally, um, she's listed as a forward. Crystal Dunn is listed as a forward and should be listed as a forward. But Crystal Dunn has been playing a ton of outside back for the national team as of late. And a part of that has been due to, you know, the fact that there have been some significant injuries to both Casey Short and Kelly O'Hara and just, you know, the favorite word, the versatility of Crystal Dunn, right? But I just feel like she offers so much more for the national team if she's put higher, obviously. Uh, But what Joe Ellis has shown is that she wants her outside backs to get higher. Um, And I think that's sort of fit the mold and the timing of everything. And so Crystal Dunn was, was placed there. So I'm hoping that even though she's listed as a forward, you know, she does get to see time as a forward. Um, but I don't know, man, we'll see. We will definitely see. And, uh, <sighs> yeah. And, and Casey short, like the, at least the good news for Casey short is, um, that if Crystal Dunn is maybe one of the first choices at that outside back role, what Casey short brings to the table is definitely different than Dunn in that she's actually a very natural defender. So it's a situation where if Dunn starts at outside back because she is so good in her versatility, that also means that when formations shift, when subs get made short might actually have a really good opportunity to see important playing time even if she's not the one maybe leapfrogging dumb for that spot. All I know is that after all of the outside back controversy that took place <laughs> this week with a particular player getting called out to the national team is I'm pretty sure that Casey Shore is low key, like everybody's favorite left back now. <laughs> like, <honestly. laughs> what did I say? I said Casey, Casey Short forever, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, Run for mayor. Run for mayor, Casey Short. Yeah, mayor but, of Naperville. Yeah, mayor of Naperville. At least, baby steps, right? But uh, those are some pretty big names, you know, uh, for the rest stars that are going to be missing for this upcoming match in particular against uh, Sky Blue FC. And that's taking place this Saturday at 7 p.m. So, again... If you got your tickets for Tournament of Nations, hopefully you also got your tickets for the Chicago Red Stars match. But again, on paper, I think even with all these names that are going to be missing, it looks like this should be a game that the Red Stars should put away. But if you didn't catch that Sky Blue FC game versus Portland, you let me tell you, you should go watch some highlights, number one. And number two... You should definitely not fall asleep on Sky Blue because they want to win, man. They want to win real bad. Um, and yeah, I think the thing with with Sky Blue is obviously the Red Stars are mis- missing a lot of people. Sky Blue is missing fewer people. Uh, the Red Stars, we still don't officially know the status of Aaron Gilliland or Danny Colaprico after their injuries last week against Seattle. Um, And 
yeah, watching that Portland game, if for whatever reason the Red Stars just have a mental lapse, if they lose focus, if their formation kind of expands, um, they uh, could really struggle because Sky Blue is super hungry and they're not going to stop working until they get that first lead that they've been looking for. This also just came to me um, while I was talking, which is this is, I believe, the first game since the big trade where Julie Ertz isn't available. And that could really stretch that Red Stars roster uh, because they won't have someone like her either in that center back pairing or uh, sitting in that defensive midfield. No, yeah, that uh, backline's gonna have to do some work because uh, let me tell you, man, Savannah McGee- Haskell's uh coming for y'all. Yeah, Shea like, Groom too. She's coming for Shea y'all. Groom. Shea Groom's one. coming for y'all, and uh, Shea Groom loves to play in Toyota Park. Let me tell you, she loves her some Bridgeview. Shea Groom has had some moments at Toyota Park, whether you know it was at with the uh, FC Casey R.I.P. But they're, they were clicking um, in this last match in particular against uh, Portland. So they're looking hungry. And uh, I think just to piggyback off of what you said, I think it's just one of those games where if the rest are sort of find themselves maybe sleeping, you know, or getting bored even, or just like not, <laughs> you know, just sort of, playing a game like on paper like yeah this is a game this is just we're gonna punch in and punch out it's fine um one of those moments where they can maybe you know get caught on you don't want them to get caught on a counter and i think that was something that we even saw um in their last matchup when the red stars went into jersey like on that really long sort of uh road trip that they had with the three games in uh in seven days and Jersey was that final game on a Saturday. And that even though Sam Kerr ended up coming away with a hat trick, uh, there were these moments where it was like you don't you don't want to fall asleep because they're just waiting for that counter. And then Imani Dorsey actually ended up stealing herself and getting a goal back for Sky Blue. And um, Chicago ended up still winning that game three to one, but versus, you know, getting walking away with that clean sheet, you know, so it's just those little things, you know what I mean? But Amani Dorsey, Savannah McCaskill, Shea Groom, they're hungry, man. And the back line probably going to look like, I mean, again, not too sure what it looks like, but I'm, I'm assuming that uh, Brooke Elby and hopefully knock on wood, Aaron Gilliland is available. Um, to handle like outside back responsibilities and then Sarah Gordon and Katie Naughton will sort of handle the center back stuff. Um, but it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be real interesting because I, I, without Sam Kerr, you're kind of wondering like where that sort of safety net is going to come from, right? The idea of like the safety net striker, is not going to be there because while there's four U.S. national team members away for the Red Stars, there's also Sam Kerr who is away for the Chicago Red Stars on international duty for Australia. So there's several Red Stars players for two different national teams that are going to be missing. So it's a lot. I do 
But something I think I do want to see personally out of this game, and I think we could see it. I really think we could. I really want Michelle Vasconcelos to get her goal in this game. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. That would be amazing. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I can't assemble. Yeah, Vasconcelos crew assemble. Come on, Yugi, make it happen. Yeah. Yugi Nagasada is going to make that goal. <laughs> she's going to make that goal happen. Yeah, that's go- yeah she's going to get her 20th chance at a tap in. And by golly, this time she's going to nail it. I mean, you know, shout out to, to Vasconcelos. I think um, she's put together some some pretty strong minutes for the Red Stars. Oh, sure. You know, coming coming back from her from pregnancy, it's not easy at all. But I feel like low key, like sometimes I look at Michelle Vasconcelos and I'm just like, you know, everyone says it's not easy to come back from a pregnancy, but you are doing some things that look a little easy, like some of her her pace and like just sort of her ability to read the game, you know, and I'm just kind of like, I see you, Vasconcelos, I see you. And I think she's, you know, a little bit, I know you and I both sort of said this, but she's, you know, it comes off that she's a little bit snake bitten right now. Yeah, she's um, just got to get that first one, and I think it'll all come a lot easier for her. No, yeah, for sure. So I feel like if if something sort of special can come out of this game, I think that could be one of those things. So I would I would like to, to see uh of Asconcellas goal and I don't know maybe I don't want it to be assisted by Yuki maybe I want it to be assisted by like I don't know like Brooke Elby or something like I want it to be like Brooke Elby to like Michelle Vasconcelos in some kind of crazy yeah, way because Elby's definitely yeah. like the way, when I think about it it's gotta be it's gotta be if if Gilliland's available the back line has to be LB Gordon Naughton uh Gilliland Right. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I mean, Mich- uh, and Emily Boyd and that. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, it's, uh, it's. I mean, I, I'm not too sure if there's going to be any, um, nas- uh, like national team replacement players that yeah. are called in. Um, I've yet to get any sort of confirmation on that, but there's still time. Uh, we're recording this late on a Monday evening, so there's definitely still time to announce Technically that. Technically Tuesday morning now, but. Yeah, I mean we're getting we're we're getting it in. This is the late night session for y'all, but I mean that's you know it's it's hard to say. You know what I mean? I, I know that uh, the Chicago Red Stars uh, reserves team um, they actually they unfortunately their season has sort of uh, come to an end. Shout out to them though. They went they had an undefeated regular season in the WPSL. So yeah. that was super, super cool. They like completely dominated like the North conference of like the central division of WPSL. Let me just totally slayed the whole, the whole way through. And they um ended up getting into um, the semifinal where they went up against uh, Pensacola FC, but sort of getting to that, getting to that semifinal, um, wasn't maybe as easy as like sort of their regular season. I know that once basically by the time they got to the semifinal, they lost a lot of players. Um, I know a lot of the, the 2018 draftees um, that were playing with the reserve side, they actually ended up getting contracts overseas and they've like gone out to play professionally overseas now. So like Alexa Ben or um, Brie Visali or Ashton Miller, who they ended up getting in the dispersal draft has also um, gone overseas as well. So they lost a, a ton of players like heading into this uh, Nash and uh, excuse me, this, uh, this semifinal against Pensacola and then also um, 
Christina Marino, who's a part of, of the reserves team as well, um, is on national team duty with on the with the senior women's Mexican national team. There's a Caribbean, there's a Central American and Caribbean games uh, taking place right now, and she's out there like on international duty for Mexico as a defender. So there's just a, there were just like a lot missing a lot of their their core players and stuff like that. And um, Joanna Boyles was like pretty much trying to hold it down, and I think she ended up getting like a a penalty kick for them in the semifinal, but they ended up losing like um, five to one. But you know, I th- that season their their season's over. So I mean, again, I, we we might hear something, you know, where there's a couple national team uh, replacement players because that is a that is going to be a short 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 roster if there are no <laughs> national team like replacement players sort of called. And at the very least, you're going to need an additional goalkeeper, assuming that um, Emily Boyd goes ahead and gets that start. So you got to have at least someone. I'm assuming that's going to be um, Ryan Tavero. That's somebody who they've um, called upon for that sort of third goalkeeper spot. But it, there's a lot of um, question marks, even though, again, on paper, it's sort of like that vibe where it's like, oh, yeah, like Chicago should totally come away with three points on this. And just sort of considering this bye week in the NWSL, we're sort of, it's like this sort of like five team race for NWSL positions two, three, and four right now yeah, the good news this is the good news it's a big weekend is, the good news at least is it seems like every time chicago has a night off other teams do them a favor um like the last big slate of midweek games a bunch of their <laughs> closest rivals drop points and then uh this past weekend everyone but everyone but portland uh dropped points and uh that really works in chicago's favor um because for a long time chicago had those games uh, or the other teams had games in hand over Chicago, but after this weekend, it'll all be even going into that five game home stretch of the regular season. And the good news is we're now at the point where Seattle has dropped, you know, five points out of their last available six and um, Orlando keeps dropping points as well. So if Chicago does beat sky blue, they're going into second place with five games left to play. So they and so they've got themselves in a good position if they can just kind of take care of business, which they're going to need because the last five games of the season are going to be hell. It's so wild to think that if the Red Stars come away with a win this weekend, they could like basically launch themselves until like second place. Yeah, I know. I, I just can't like, believe it. I saw the table so at the end of this weekend and I was like, no, that can't be right, right? It's it's just so so wild to me. But I also feel like, you know, we've talked about it a lot this season, just sort of who the Red Stars were coming into this season, opening up the 2018 season versus to where they are now. I think like you couldn't ask for sort of a better position to be in you know what I mean and just sort of yeah you're sitting at fifth right now but there's so so much room you know for things to happen between all these teams um and it's gonna be wild to see sort of how the rest of these other games shake out you know what I mean and it's just it's just really 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 wild but um I'm looking forward to seeing if um like I said, there's going to be any uh, replacement players uh, that are called up, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing um, sort of the depth for Chicago to be 
um, reintroduced to the world, I think, because, you know, with getting everybody back in, having Juliet's back, finally getting Vanessa DiBernardo back, finally getting um, Casey Short back, uh, and, you know, welcoming um, Brooke Elby, welcoming back uh, Morgan Bryan, um, having Sam Kerr and Yuki Nagasato on their sort of chemistry just sort of blossom, you know, um, at this time in the season. Sort of saw some other, you know, with all that happening, we sort of saw some other players just who were so crucial for the Red Stars in the beginning of the season sort of kind of have to take maybe a little bit of the backseat, whether they were like somebody like a Nikki Stanton or whether they were somebody like an Alyssa Motts. Like they're they're going to probably be asked, you know, called upon and asked uh, to have some pretty a pretty big game for them uh, this weekend. So I'm I'm really excited to see somebody like you know Nikki Stanton just go out there maybe get a full ninety uh, again for this team. And I, I think she you know has provided a lot for the Red Stars. And I think in a game like this, like she might be that impact player that we've seen in the past. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Um, I think Mots is going to be huge. I think. Um, It'll be interesting to see kind of what if if Rosie White sees serious minutes and kind of how her form uh, kind of plays out. Because I think when she first came back from injury, she looked pretty good. And then she had a couple performances where she didn't look quite as good. And uh, they're really going to need her to uh, to pull weight this weekend. And yeah, I think Stanton, she if um, if Colaprico is able to to go I think um those two and just having Di Bernardo it's just it's it's amazing to me how uh talented the Chicago Red Stars technical depth is even with the U.S. Women's National Team players out and actually I like this roster uh with those players out better than I liked it at the beginning of the season with some of them in so I guess it's kind of champagne problems Popping bottles yeah, right? in Chicago, hopefully. Do you have any predictions? Uh, 2-1, maybe. I think Chicago should wow, win this. Wow, that's a lot of goals. I know, but I, I, it's like I, I think you watched the way that Portland game played out, and I was like, yeah, that seems about right. Uh, I think that Sky Blue will get one back. I think that uh, Sky Blue's defense is in shambles, so hopefully the Red Stars can get a couple um, but who knows? Maybe it'll be like a one oh one one sort of a situation. I don't know. Maybe, man. I don't know. Emily Boyd, uh, she's gonna get another shot to to flash them That's gloves, right. man. I'm Maybe excited. I'm excited to uh to see her out there again. I mean, if Emily Boyd can maintain a shutout in like the world's worst like weather game and just sort of ice a player like <laughs> Ashley Edge. I can't imagine what she can do and hopefully, knock on wood, fairly decent weather. I so, think this weekend's yeah, supposed to actually be really nice. I'm thrilled. Let's make it let's make it happen. So I'm gonna agree with you. I'm I'm gonna stay on the uh, optimistic side, cautiously optimistic as always, and say that they're gonna come away with a win. And um you said two one and I'm gonna I'm gonna give the advantage to, to Boyd and say it's maybe gonna be a one zero. Fair. So yeah, so hopefully they come away with this win. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight, Claire. I know it's been, I know it's late night. I know you worked a late shift. I worked a late shift, and we still got together to chat some Red Stars. I'm gonna let you go real quick before you do. Where can the good people 
find you in your work yeah 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 always happy to uh talk soccer after a long day um you can find me. I write for Hot Time in Old Town. You can also find me at The Equalizer. Um, and follow me on Twitter at Scout Ripley. That is uh, the name of my band. Uh, we put a record out last year. It's pretty good. We also play shows in the city. So, uh, yeah, I'm like out here, you know? Exactly. Y'all should definitely... Go out there and support your favorite local Chicago band in Scott Ripley. If you like the intro and the outro of this podcast, you should just definitely go out there and support Scott Ripley. If you want to continue supporting the Southside Trap podcast, you can do that. A number of ways. You can go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter at Southside Trap Pod. That's with one letter P, Southside Trap Pod. You can also find Southside Trap on Podbean, or you can go ahead and find us on iTunes at Southside Trap Podcast. Go ahead and give us a like and maybe subscribe and maybe leave a nice little comment or two. If you want to follow me and my shenanigans, you can do that on Twitter. You can follow me at Sandrera underscore. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A underscore. And if you want to check out any of our Chicago Red Stars uh, recaps or previews or other random articles, you can do that at Hot Time in All Time. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Stay easy. Bye.